Okay, everyone, and welcome to the episode 9 of the e-learning guys. My name is Nate Sejorga Dulmin, and joining me, as always, is Mr. David Charney. Hello, Nate. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Next time I'll say, in and in another corner. I, yeah. yeah, it sounded like, do 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 Oh, I wonder <laughs> if that's copywritten. Anyway. Um, uh, I, I, maybe that was just enough tones, so we don't get sued. Right. <laughs> Luckily, I'm so off in. Uh, and but you, yeah. I, but I'm pretty sure. I think it's for for a few years now. The happy birthday. It's no longer. Um, yeah, we can sing that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're all set. <laughs> we can sing that when, when when once this show reaches one year. Yep. Legally. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Follow up. There's no follow up. X days in review. Dave, you were uh, speaking about your search, your fancy custom search you were developing in Storyline, and uh, you have some new details. Uh, yep, just w- uh, continuing to work on that. Like I had said, I uh, it, it was functional, but there were some things under the hood. I do want to make it available to people to be able to kind of do their own things with it, and uh, just the cleaner I can, the easier I can make it uh, editable, uh, the better. And um, there are a couple of additional functional things I wanted to do, like allow allow a search to jump right into a um into a layer rather than just a slide so i've got some of that working a little bit too um so mm-hmm. it's getting there it's almost there all right all right I, and i think you also uh shared a video of that right i did i made a video to to share it and get a little bit of feedback and i've heard a little bit from some people so uh had a couple of new ideas um so yeah we'll see where it uh goes from there Fantastic. Fantastic. Happy to see what, uh, how, how you are going to upgrade it. Yeah. Oh, actually, that does remind me a little bit of, um, a little bit of follow up. Um, the mm-hmm. HTML5 version of, uh, Storyline 360 does show the search in the menu. Oh, yes. Like you had said. Yes. Remember, I said I, I actually didn't know. I hadn't checked that. Um, it, doesn't really help me in this case because I don't want that menu, but um, yeah. to all those that kind of forgot about it because it wouldn't show up in 2 and HTML5, it will show up in 360, so you can use it. Yeah, and speaking of that search, I'm quite sure the search searches only the titles of the slides, right? And notes, or maybe notes also, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not sure because when I was playing around with 2, uh, this is months ago, I had uh, just typed a word on on in, on the screen uh, on a on the stage, whatever we call it, mm-hmm. and it would search and find that. So it did seem to search. Oh, really? But I don't I don't know if uh, 360 is the same way. Oh, nice! I actually did not know that. Um, on the next e-learning guys. Yeah, we should. Uh, yeah, we should check that out. <laughs> Otherwise, we're gonna be with no follow up again. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll get it done. Okay, we're going to talk about course navigation today, uh, which is a tricky topic for us to set up in the show notes because there's not uh, a lot of structure here because everything sort of overlaps. Uh, all the little types of courses have some similarities. Use uh, They use a similar approach or different approach or just some part is the same and then some different part is <laughs> uh, just different. We try to put it in some sort of structure that makes sense, and uh, I hope it will. 
And yeah, as uh, our first line says, uh, the basics of, a navig- of, na- of any navigation is just to move you from A to B or A to Z. That's sort of the main workflow. But uh, I guess how do we do that and how do we let the user do that is something else. Yeah, yeah. I uh, Every course is probably a little bit different um, and it really depends on... There's a lot of things to consider when figuring out a good learner experience because that's ultimately going to going to lead to the best navigation, the best way that the learner is going to work their way through whatever the information yeah. you have. So um, there's a lot of ways to do it. And like you said, there's there's a lot of over, there's going to likely be a lot of overlap, uh, all depending on what you, what ultimately is going to be a good way for you to kind of present information and build that information and lead someone through it. And they will hopefully learn from it. Yeah. And, and this, as, as we discussed before recording, what kind of navigation is going to be in a course is really, really based on the nature of the course, of the type of the, the, the you know, what's the goal of the course, what's kind of, what kind of information are going to be presented. And that's something I, I try to think really early on in the project when, you know, when you're discussing with the client about what what they want what what kind of problem they want to solve with that course you know that that's that's the beginning of of the thinking process for what for the what kind of navigation are we going to use here yeah that's right and and i think most people well i I don't, I don't know if this is the right way to say it but i think the most common thing you'll see out there is the you know, the bottom bar with a little bit of progress, a next button, a back button. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, above that, you know, a big kind of area to have just some text and images. And um, sometimes off to the left, you'll have kind of a, you know, more of a um, a navigation or a um, a presentation of of the, of of an outline, basically, of your project. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, I think that, People tend to picture that right away when talking about e-learning, and that certainly has its time and place, but I think it's often overused because um, we have budgets and we have uh, limited time to do things, and mm-hmm. it's it's fairly easy to build those things. So, um, yeah. And it does work. I mean, it certainly works, but uh, you know, there's a lot of other ways to do that, and we want to talk about all those. Yeah, when you said that people usually have that in mind, and it is exactly uh, because it is overused, and you can see it everywhere, you know. And uh, often, often you can see the 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 basic navigation that the storyline offers uh, used in many courses, which sort of makes all the courses look the same, which is not a plus. Not a plus. Um, it can be helpful if if it's the sort of audience that may have problems uh, trying something new. Um, also, you know, if you've got 18 courses that you have that same approach and you've got, you need to add one more, um, maybe it would make sense to use the same approach and keeping consistent. But, um, but if you can explore different ways to do things, like you're saying, start with, uh, start with your audience, start with the content and the way to, you know, just brainstorm, sit down with a piece of paper and start coming up with ideas and uh, you will start to develop a, a navigational approach that uh, will probably work better with what, uh, what what you need rather than just trying to fit it into something that uh, has been done before. 
Yeah, yeah. So here, our next uh, bullet here is important considerations. And uh, the first one here is course navigation UI and the learning experience. Of course, we sort of touched on this in in the previous few minutes. Yeah. Although the the UI too is, um, you know, the user interface, um, which is kind of an element of the user experience or the learner experience. But that's still a, a consideration. You know, however your navigation is, the the complexity or mm-hmm. simplicity of the the visual elements that you might see on screen that someone interacts with to to move around. Uh, you know, I mean, it could be very simple where it's almost there's no user interface. I mean, in fact, that's the user interface. But um, or it could be pretty complex. You know, you've got uh, your logo in the top right. You've got this over here on the left. You've got your uh, some boxes here and and all this stuff here and there. So there's there's a lot of things to consider uh, that work with the navigation. Um, but the, mm-hmm. the the you know the navigation is an element of a of the learner experience, just like the user interface is an element of the user or learner experience. So it's really important once you while you're trying to figure out what that navigation is, consider what elements on screen from a from a um, interface standpoint are going to be yeah. important or not as well. And there's a lot of great if you do a search for e-learning user interface design, uh, you'll you'll find a lot of great ideas as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's really it, it, here totally, you know, the, the, exactly what you said, the experience, learning experience or user interface uh, uh, will design totally intersects with the course navigation. And, you know, if you go into details like what sort of buttons are going to be there, because, you know, circular buttons might not be appropriate because then they have to be, be big and then they take a lot of space. Uh, so maybe consider different kinds of shapes for the buttons. And uh, if user cannot continue to the next slide, you know, sh- should you show the button or not? Or should you should it be disabled? All of those little details totally make the learning experience and the uh, like I said, I guess a few shows ago, that really I don't want to confuse them. It it should be simple. They shouldn't be. They should totally know how to navigate the course because that's the basic thing they need to go through the content. And if they stumble there, I uh, you know it's, they're just gonna be mad and don't uh, don't don't. They they will just <laughs> right. they wouldn't want to. They won't want to learn. Yeah. You don't want to annoy them right off the bat. But yeah, yeah, I mean, if they go to your course and and it's happened to me, you know, people will, will bring it up. If they look at it and they don't know which thing is a button or which thing isn't a button yeah. or they don't know what to do, uh, it, you know, it's not going to be a good experience. Um, and, but if you can, I mean, this kind of goes into our next point. Again, so much overlap in all this stuff, but, you know, keeping it user friendly and the less instructions, the better. Um, mm-hmm. if, if it can be intuitive and again, that's really important on the audience and what they're familiar with and all, all the things that we could have a whole show on the audience, certainly. Um, but, uh, you know, consider those things and, um, and, and create a look and feel that is gonna, gonna work the best for, for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you can keep the instructions to a minimum, sometimes you need some real simple instructions to help them along 
But the more the more you can do to reduce that, so they it, again, it's intuitive. Oh, I, I, this is what I have to do. Um, and that that's anything from uh, making sure things are d- definitely look like buttons to even you know in, having the button say I don't know uh, instead of submit uh, it could say something a little bit more specific. Send answer. Yeah, you know, I mean, help help them along, um, and you can. There's a lot of ways to do that. Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be, you know, uh, like it, it shouldn't have a double meaning. Like, you know what I mean? The, the mm-hmm. words on the button. Well, a lot, a lot of I know in quizzes, a lot, of time, a lot of times you'll hear people say, you know, you don't always want to use yes or no. You might want to have a little bit of what the what what they're actually answering in the written on the button. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they're answering, they don't have to kind of reread and figure out yeah. what yes equals or what no equals. Yeah, yeah good point. Um, but that you can. It doesn't have to be on a quiz. The whole course can have little things like that that can help people kind of navigate without having to have instructions or complex things everywhere where they have to learn before they can learn. I, I like the instructions that, that are usually at the start of a game. Uh, you know, it's like, um, okay, so here's the interface. Here you can click next, and then it says click next, and then you click next, and then there's a next slide or just... I don't know, some sort of next scene. And then they tell you, okay, you can move by, I don't know, you can move your character by, uh, I don't know, swiping up, down, left and right. Uh, swipe left to move the character, you know. So they guide you slowly and to through all the different controls that you have available. And maybe that, I never use that in the course, but I am maybe for the next one I will. You know, to have a few slides that are sort of dummy slides with with some, I don't know, not important content on it, just to show them, here you can do that, here you can do that. Instead of telling them everything on the first slide, you could have, you know, practical slides so where they could practice the navigation while they, you know, actually go through the navigation. So that might be a good, uh, that might be a good solution. I can't remember if we asked Rick this when we were talking to him about Hero Land, but I remember at the very beginning, he, yeah. you can only move to the left, you know? And I always thought, oh, did he do that so that you would just get familiar with the, with the action? And then once you kind of get to that bird, it opens it up, you know, so that you don't get lost right off the bat. I wasn't sure if that was on purpose, but it felt like it to me, just, you know, when I think about yeah. those sort of things. I have something like that in my mind also, yeah, that, that, uh, that he probably built that in there, uh, which is really smart. Yeah, that's a really good approach. Just to give give them some basics and then build upon them once they get it. Yeah, and uh, you could have multiple navigational approaches in a course. You know, it couldn't. It could be. It uh, if it's if you have a few next and previous buttons doesn't mean they have to be there all the time. Uh, and I can imagine a course where you have you know the first slide is I don't know three chapters and you select a chapter and then you're so sort of dive in. And you have the next previous button available there. That, that that's actually something similar we were just working on here. Hmm. Yeah, I you know I um I can't remember where I said this if it was when I was speaking at something or one of my videos, but I don't personally like a lot of times I try to think of the the next and back button a little bit more like um uh you know between each episode of a show rather than between each commercial of a show. Like I I try not to overuse it. You know if if I can kind of animate through a story or something on mm-hmm. screen 
Yeah. I can minimize uh, those things. I know we're going to talk a little bit about the next and back button, but since it's overlap day here on the yeah, show, it is. Uh, <laughs> we'll be talking about all sorts of things like that. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of ways to, um, to maybe have, I mean, you could have w a couple of next buttons where, uh, screen two is more of a simulation and three is a quiz and, a you know, if you're thinking about a process, you might have 10 steps and, uh, maybe each of those steps is, is another screen, but maybe the second step is the, the most important step. That's the step everyone gets screwed up on. That's the one that if you mess up, it's going to be a million dollars of damage. So maybe that second step could be uh, an interact, more of an interactive where um, it's a simulation. And, you know, so it, there's a different kind of navigation within that slide. Um, maybe that's 90% of the, the course. Uh, and then the other, however many uh, steps of the process are ten percent. So you know, a lot of ways to a lot of ways to do it. Yeah, and I I, I mean I like <laughs> like we said at the beginning, you know, a lot of courses have next and previous buttons, and that's that's sort of what you more or less have to have. You know, the user have to have some control where they when they want to move from one you know piece of the puzzle to the next one and it's i guess it's our jobs to just to 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 make that movement you know maybe not the same every time but just to give them some sort of control uh to move when they need to you know and it may it could not be the next button it could be you know once they answer the question correctly from that slide then they move forward um or I don't know, just thinking out loud because it's, you know, buttons are there for a reason. And uh, well, they're action, they're action items. You know, it's like, yeah, what is a button? You know, it's an action item. So why do we, you know, what's the action that you're trying to do on in this case? You know, and it's like, well, I'm trying to get people to do this. Okay, well, maybe the action item to get to the next screen is have them do. A, a virtual version of that or answer a question that relates to that. You know, I think if we think of it as like an action item, then it's less about next. Um, but if the action yeah. is just almost more, you know, well, I want them to gain a little information. I'm going to add a little bit more to it. Well, maybe then, okay, well, next, you know, I'll add a little bit more to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you, you don't, I don't want to move the user automatically from one slide to another because, you know, <laughs> If there's something they have to read, there's just nothing you can do about that. They will have to s decide when they want to move to the next slide. It's good to give them their own. It, yeah, I mean, certainly there's times where you, you want them to move at their own pace. And so to have a, a button so that, you know, you don't uh, move them ahead before they're ready. Yeah. Because you're just going to keep building upon stuff. You're going to keep building when they don't have a foundation yet. And then... Ultimately, the whole structure collapses and yeah. you make the news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phone call from the boss. Yeah. Okay, so here we have written out a few kinds of uh, sort of navigation. Maybe we could, we could sort them in sort of two boxes like linear and nonlinear. It's like if you have a course that user has to go through from, you know, one slide to the next slide without any you know, 
any branches to go somewhere else, we could say that that's a linear course. And uh, that's often the case, especially, you know, with some short courses that the companies want, you know, 20 slides, you know, just linear, it's nothing special. You know, but not nonlinear can can have a lot of more options. You could have simulations. Uh, you could have something similar mentioned before that uh, you know, course is sort of open, and user can select which chapter they want to work on. So maybe something they're not 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 so familiar with. So you don't force them to go through everything, but just through the parts that they want. Uh, yeah, that's ex- that's actually what we have in the next line. <laughs> Choose any chapters. <laughs> it's a good thing yep. I didn't read it before. Uh, yeah. So linear, nonlinear, uh, or sort of free or closed, I think that's very, very similar. Um, would you add something to, to this? Like we've been saying, there's a lot of gray in between those two. Um, yeah. Even linear is going to have elements of probably nonlinear navigation as well. Um, even, you know, a real simple decision tree or something like that um, on slide four, you know, mm-hmm. shows that there we can kind of combine these things. But yeah, linear is kind of, I think linear is usually easier. I think we usually see linear because you can just kind of put slides together and not to say that they're not thought through. Um, from a learning standpoint, but yeah. uh, certainly easier to put together. Nonlinear, you have to give it a lot more consideration as far as um, what that means, um, because it uh, because I don't know um, <laughs> because uh, if you I'm I'm gonna try not to get too much into some of the stuff we're gonna be saying here soon. That's uh, fine because I think it might be a little confusing if I do. Um, but if it's if it's nonlinear you know, like a, a simulation or or something like that. Um, there's a lot more, I think, gaps that open up uh, from a user experience or from a learner experience. Um, and so I just think it needs a lot more thinking through or consideration yeah. um, when, when dealing with nonlinear things. Yeah. But it can certainly, it can add a ridiculous amount of experience to how someone thinks about whatever you're trying to teach them it can create, you know, these 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 uh, these points, these decision points that are going to help them build a fo- you know a bigger and bigger foundation because they're they're involved uh, probably a little bit more. Um, but uh, you know, it, thinking through a good linear course can do the same thing. So I don't want to I don't want to say I I prefer one or the other, but they're it no. needs to be thought through. Yeah, exactly. It's just just I would just say it depends. <laughs> the sentence I will keep repeating throughout the show. It just depends on the nature of the of the content of the course. You know, that's yep. <laughs> that's it. And uh, what you were saying about nonlinear that you it has to be thought through. In other words, user has to know where they are. They they shouldn't they shouldn't be lost. You know, in the course. So where am I now? <laughs> You know, how do I get back and stuff like that? If You know, if there's some main chapter, I, I mean, if there's some main menu, uh, it's good to have a, some sort of a link or a button to return to that menu, you know, things like that. Because in nonlinear is actually, yeah, like you said, much more complicated. You know, it's, just, it's not just next, previous. And with uh, nonlinear, if, if there are some, you know, quizzes or decision-making or something like that, that's where I always have trouble with uh, 
with regards to the setting, do I reset the slide or does the slide resume like the user left it? Uh, which becomes really complicated because, uh, you know, what if they want to repeat that task maybe? Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do you reset that? And it's uh, it can become complicated. So it's really good to think that through before you start the development. A few examples we have here of nonlinear uh, course would be, you know, a simulation, especially if I imagine, uh, you, know, uh, you know, a branching scenario uh, of an interview, for example, where you have to select, uh, like, what are, what are you going to say back, you know, the, from the three options that are usually there, or the choose-your-own-adventure. Do you have a, do you have a, I know this was your line, do you have a specific adventure in mind? Uh, you know, that cardiac arrest course that I had mentioned, uh, yeah. was it last time or the time before? Uh, you know, that is, a I think, a great example of a really immersive course it seems very open. It seems a lot more open than it is yeah. in in the workflow, in the navigation of it all. Uh, but really, it's it's pretty linear. Um, there are even at the very beginning, it says, "Do you want to uh, leave the kind of leave the um, scenario, or or do you want to help?" And uh, it kind of brings you right back into it. So. Um, yeah, so even think, if you say you actually don't want to help, I think that, I think that's the part where you said that uh, you 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 like start running around, and then yep. the, the information comes up that uh, well it just says something, and then you're back at uh, helping again, right? Yeah. So no matter what you choose, you sort of circle back to the main thread, right? Yeah, you you can split off the path a little bit. And, you know, go down the path of the person, you know, unfortunately not surviving or surviving, but there's big gaps. I mean, there's only a couple of places along the way where you can take a turn, you know, if you will. And it's pretty linear, though. I mean, if you actually look at how it's put together, um, it's it's a good example of a fairly linear course that has a couple of nonlinear paths. it, the biggest the biggest thing about a course like that is getting the video done really mm-hmm. um it's 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 a pretty it's a fairly simple course definitely thought out you know to kind of make you feel like you're in control and and all this stuff but from a technical level uh fairly simple um and and i think that's a you know that's a good one um you know you could think of uh a lot of games are certainly nonlinear um, you know, to the point of like a Grand Theft Auto where it's like you can go anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, I like to go back to Hero Land because Hero Land was a fairly open learning experience, but it was contained within an, an area, you know? So. Yeah. And, and it, you, you know, you, and you linearly progress, you know, from one level to another. Right. Yep. Um, you know, you could, you could imagine, um, like a, uh, if you have a process, you know, you could build it out where you've got each, each step of the process being a slide. Um, you could also build it out so that, uh, you kind of get little video clips of each step of the process and, uh, you might have someone answer a simple question or, you know, whatever you, whatever the action item is to make sure that they, 
they know what they're to do in that step before moving them on. You could also make a, a more complex drag and drop where they actually have to kind of do the step before moving on. And when you when you get more and more complex, the the less and less you feel like there's a, a next button, if you will, and the the more you feel like you're just kind of making decisions. Um, and the system itself is making sure that well, if if he answered that correctly, then he, he knows it enough to move on. So again, a lot mm-hmm. of overlap, a lot of uh, a, a, a big spectrum of uh, different things that could be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're another example of a, I don't know if this even, I don't know if this is linear or nonlinear or just nothing. <laughs> None of the above. <laughs> We didn't talk uh, about nothing. Yeah, let's talk about nothing. Um, you know, if you imagine a quiz game, it's just like maybe similar to my uh, the car, you know, driving on the road example I, I spoke a million times. That, that's just, a, you know, it's just a quiz and answer, ans- answer comes up, you answer, and if it's correct, the car moves. If it's incorrect, the car doesn't. You know, and that's it. And you just keep answering and keep answering until, well, you run out of questions. You know, but... Just if you think in terms of navigation, there's almost nothing. User just keeps uh, answering the questions, you know. There's no, there's not even, well, there is button continue, I guess, once once uh, the dialog box says, yeah, correct. But otherwise, you know, there's not nothing like next, previous, next. It just, you just keep on playing, so. Yeah, and. I guess games or quizzes or, or, or at least this type of, you know, a quiz game is, it's, Definitely something special, I think, in terms of navigation. You know, another thing we could do is like a scrolling site. You know, like the parallax guy I did. You're kind of, you're moving back and forth. And I think the the thing that a lot of people liked about that is that you're in kind of this environment and you're kind of moving this character through. Um, it's like a side scrolling sort of thing. And it's incredibly linear. I mean, you can only, you can go forward and you can go backwards. Now I could always add more into that. But it feels a little bit more like an open world a little bit. And along the way, you can hit these kind of points where you can kind of deep dive into more information. So, you know, it's a different way of kind of having a fairly linear uh, movement, but it's it's uh, technically, in that case, it's, it's a bit more complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, some other scrolling sites i think you see a lot of scrolling sites in like news stuff uh or um uh what would you call it uh informational websites where you're not um where they're trying to talk about something you know how does this thing work and you kind of keep scrolling with your mouse and as as you scroll down the page it keeps kind of building the story adding more and showing you things and uh i i think that's a you know to continue off the scrolling Uh, there's just a lot you can do with a site like that. And it's got an element where people will just like, ah, oh, if I just, what, it, can I just scroll down a little bit more? I'll scroll down a little bit more. What's next? What's next? The more people like have interest in what's next, I think yeah. uh, it c- can be a valuable tool to keep them interested in moving throughout the information. Yeah, and it's a really, it's like, you know, the, They move sort of super smoothly through the content, which is almost impossible to do, you know, with a button. Uh, so I know exactly what you mean by this scrolling. It's you can kind of incrementally, and yeah. a lot of times you're anim. A lot of times you're kind of as you're scrolling, it's actually kind of going through an animation. Yeah. So you can speed up or slow down this animation. 
Um, we did a course for a a, a company that that sells uh, what do you call them? Um, it's a medical tool where you can take the end of the medical tool off and put a new, put different kind of snap new end pieces into it. Um, so for different situations, and we built a a, a vertical scrolling site uh, just like that. So. As you start to scroll, on the f- right at the beginning, all you see is a really nice big picture of that product with a little button at the bottom. It's not even a button. It's, uh, it's just telling you to scroll with your mouse. So as you start scrolling, the, the thing um, kind of starts scrolling and uh, the, the big image kind of fades off or kind of moves up out of view while more information comes into view, like um, mm-hmm. a, a couple of... Um, I guess it's a more specific image of that product with a couple of hotspots on it. So you can now touch these hotspots and get a little bit more information. And then as you keep scrolling, that will keep moving up. You know, you know where you're going to, uh, you know, uh, well, things are going to move up and I'm going to keep moving down the page. So as that happens, um, we've got a little animation that shows uh, that thing kind of unsnapping and a new one coming in and snapping in. As you keep scrolling, it just keeps building onto the story. Um, and then ultimately it, it ends with uh, how to find more information about this product or how to uh, request information. So it was a real nice, simple scroll. You know, there was the only other buttons on the page were to do a little bit of deep dive if you want a little bit more information, but it just kind of told a story, totally different navigational approach yeah. uh, than a lot of other courses, but I think it worked really well. So I have a hunch that that, that was not in storyline. That was not in storyline. <laughs> Ding. Yeah. But I could build it in storyline. Ding. Yeah, when, while you were speaking, I, I, I got <laughs> some ideas. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> having built that um, parallax guy thing and mm-hmm. having uh, now played around with some of the the hero land the approach to hero land a little bit um yeah you could you could build that i yeah. i have i i would have to think it through a little bit more ah see now i've got a challenge to build this thing mm-hmm. like i said the challenge accepted let's just stop the podcast now i'm gonna hey, <laughs> go undercover you... for a couple of months and build <laughs> this thing out Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, Nate, can I pause for five hours? I'll be right back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, um, yeah, th- there are ways to, to do that. And I, I think we should explore them a bit because I, uh, I think it's just a really cool way to explore. And it, it works really well, too, on, like, touchscreen devices. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm just thinking that... Um... In, I know the swipe has been added to storyline in 360, but it, yep. it's only left and right, right? It's not up and down, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But I think you can still... Well, you could, you know, yeah. Yeah, well, you could. You could. You can have a, a huge invisible slider, you know. Once the user drags it up, you jump to the next slide. But there would no, there wouldn't be any animation. I mean, there would be, but there would be a delay, you know. Because mm-hmm. when you swipe, it swipes with the finger. It's not like it's waiting for the swipe to finish, uh, and that's not possible with up and down. The, you know, you could you could always build a big box and 
it depends on how much stuff you have to click inside the box. But if if you're just trying to see the, the difference there is you're kind of still moving slide to slide. So there's not like a a, a smooth. I uh, see. I almost said linear, and that would <laughs> that'd probably be confusing <laughs> in this context. But you know, it's not just a smooth movement all the way throughout all the information. You're kind of okay. Here's one thing. Here's the next. Here's the next. And I, I kind of like to get away with that. But you know, you could you could if you uh, you know you could just copy objects from the previous slide, and once you come to that slide, you animate them. So there is an option to do that. That it doesn't yeah, look like absolutely. you're jumping from slide to slide. So yeah. Yep, and you could just build a, a big kind of uh, box, and then you put a little tiny box on the top and bottom of the screen, and you make sure that big box in the middle of the screen doesn't touch the bottom box or the top little thin box. And then if you touch and swipe or drag that big box down, and it touches the, uh, well, I guess in this case you'd swipe up, and it would touch that top box. You could say, um, you can cause a trigger to move to the next slide which is you make it you animate it like it's below so mm-hmm. then you can kind of keep swiping up or down and you could swipe through these things um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you wanted to have that sort of that vertical yeah another version yep yeah so basically this uh, this scrolling thing is sort of uh we could put it under nextless uh category and uh, you had a nice youtube video about creating an Excel course. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I just was kind of playing around one day and I was thinking, you know, ah, maybe I can call this thing like Nextless, you know, like no buttons, no no next button. Um, what can I do for that? And again, it went back to my action items and that's where I was like, well, maybe I, you know, let's uh, have this uh, office etiquette course just as an example where um, instead of clicking, if I got a slide telling me, you know, in your office, before you leave for the day, make sure you clean up the the garbage in the room um, or recycle. Uh, so instead of clicking the next button, having a navigation that works like that, I thought, well, let's have it so that the action item is to do exactly what the page is about. Click the obvious uh, wadded up piece of paper on the floor mm-hmm. and just drag and drop it into the little recyclable bin. And that's the mechanism to move forward, which moves you to the next screen, which is drop a chair. Uh, It's a room that looks like uh, a chair is now in the wrong spot. And the idea of that screen is, well, office etiquette, before you leave your space, put it back the way you found it. So you have to move that chair back. Again, that's the the next button, if you will. Um, But there's all sorts of, when we talk about next List bot, next list courses, I mean, that we've been talking about so many of them already. That's just another example of, uh, of the type of navigation that, that can get away from the next button. Uh, but it's still, I mean, it's still, what's nice about that is it's still very much, it's the same, if you're in Storyline, it's the same trigger as moving to the next slide. You're just finding a different uh, mechanism to uh, trigger yeah. that trigger. Yeah. yeah, it's sort of, you you. I, I think you could say you're just waiting for the user to, for user's action, uh, just to, to, to indicate that they have done whatever was necessary, then you just move them. And yeah, and doing it without the button is, I think it's really nice. I think we, we have to think about uh, creating more awesome courses like that. Mm-hmm. I think one thing too, I don't know if you do this, but sometimes I give myself little challenges on a course. Like if I tell myself, how can I build this course without an X button? You know, if I put that 
that in front of me, it makes yeah. me just start to think through, well, okay, if I can't do that, maybe I can do this, or maybe I can do that, or mm -hmm. maybe I can figure this thing out. So I don't know, I, I like to put little challenges out there and it helps me, uh, it kind of changes my, my world a little bit. So I have to now figure something out within this new world. Yeah, I like this. I, I have to use it on the next course. Challenge accepted again. Yeah. <laughs> Challenge accepted. So we'll have a lot of, of uh, X days in review uh, next time. Oh, yeah. Many, many. Plenty. Uh, and then, uh, then there's also just-in-time yeah. uh, courses, you know, where instead of, a, in, instead of the idea that someone will learn a whole bunch of stuff and get familiar with it and, and prepared for using it, uh, it's really there when they need it, you know. So the the biggest, the, the first educational thing that you need to do is make sure they recognize that it exists as as being a a, a thing there for them, and then um, and then it's it's and this kind of gets into even what I was doing with the search, you know. How do you how do you load stuff up that is specific to what they a person needs at that time? Uh, and I I can't remember if I talked about this before. But we had an example, a project we had done with a, a dry cleaner who wanted to build a whole bunch of screens that he could kind of resell and, and sell, those, sell those off. And the idea is that instead of training people, you know, dry cleaning is a, it's a complex thing. There's a lot of chemicals and there's, you have to, based on the material, the, yeah. if, if it's a, this type of material and it's a grass stain, for instance, you want to use these three chemicals. And that second chemical, you need to let sit for 10 minutes. And if it starts to turn orange, then you want to use this other chemical. Well, it's a complex <laughs> thing. And um, once it starts smoking, run. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, 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 a good, um, that's a good bit of info in, in a lot of cases. Um, if it starts smoking, run. Um, yeah, so it was, yeah, it was complex. It was a lot of things. It was complex. So the idea was they've got these just-in-time training screens in front of them. So mm -hmm. when they get this new uh, piece of, of clothes, they can literally hit um, uh, cotton and its grass stain. And in real time, we would build out uh, a process. Um, and uh, then they would just follow the process. And it would have a couple, like things along the way to say, oh, you, you might want to keep keep aware of this. If this happens, then you might want to do this. So it was a very nice, I think that was the best approach for this case because there's so many things to yeah. pay attention to yeah. that it, people would have just, they would have retained maybe 5% if that of the information if they if you try to teach them ahead of time. Yeah. And similar, I think similar, you know, sort of courses, uh like using the printer, using the scanner in an office where, where you have, you know, some tasks that you do not frequently and you forget about them. And then you can just go ahead and uh, take a look and jump in, jump out, you know. And it even, it could be just one course that has, I don't know, all of the five printers that are available, you know. It doesn't have to be five separate courses, you know. They, they, they jump in the course, they select the printer they need, Maybe they can jump to the part, what if it is jammed, what to do in that situation, and just have it open, let the user select what they need, and get them there as fast as possible. Yep, yeah, I think that's uh, that goes such a long way. And, you know, then they can focus on, you, you can focus the course on, uh, or, or, I mean, the biggest thing there is, you know, oh, this exists, so 
you know that it's it's there. That's so much easier to retain than all that information before they even need it. Yeah. Because they can't, they can't even relate it to the situation at that point. So, um, you know, yeah. So one, one element of navigation is to shrink down your course as small as it can be so that the navigation doesn't have to be this, like, uh, climbing Everest to, to get to the end. Yeah, but that's also part, you know, you could have a lot of slides, but, uh, you know, in the navigation you could have only the main chapters, you know, and once the user jumps to the chapter, they you know, click the next button three times to get to the thing they're searching for. Uh, you know, you could have only the main topics there. I always wanted to build a course where uh, it was kind of side scroll. So you have some information. When you got that information, you can swipe to move on to the next information. But if it was like you weren't getting it or it was too complex, mm -hmm. you could swipe up to kind of... To get more info, something like that. Yeah, and instead of it swipe, instead of the slide moving this way, mm -hmm. it's almost like there's three levels. Or if it's if it's too simple, it's like ah, this I know this stuff. You swipe down, and now you're in a level that's more complicated, yeah. all the way across. So as you keep scrolling, or uh, yeah, keep scrolling right, you're now in a level that's much more complicated. Now, if at any point it's too complicated, swipe uh, up again to move down, and now you're back to that middle level, <laughs> or you can swipe again to get even simpler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or maybe there's just two levels, but the idea is that, you know, whenever it's too complex, you just kind of swipe and you end up on a, on a easier, harder level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sort of touches the, you know, pre-test or something like that, or, you know, giving the learner exactly what they need according to their, uh, yeah, according to their basis at, at the mm -hmm. moment. And yep. that also, you know, you could send them in one direction or another or, just depends on the course or or whatever or what you want to build. <laughs> I know that was super non-specific, but <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's sort of adapting content to the learner, uh, which we haven't explored a lot. And I think there's this is an area that's talked about a lot uh, lately. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely. I think their navigation plays a part there, definitely. Yeah. Well, and I think you know people that are familiar with some of the articulate challenges. I don't know, have you done any of those challenges? I'm not, I can't remember. I've, I've, I haven't done- Not a lot, not a lot. I no. haven't done a lot lately because I've been so busy. But if you just go explore those, there's so many different yeah. people that are trying different things. And so there's a lot of different ways to, uh, you'll see a whole bunch of different navigational approaches, you know? Um, even, you know, oh, instead of the next, 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 they're used, tabs or it looks like it's in a little folder and you flip through the folders uh, you know e even simple things diff just slightly different than using the next button um and i, I would uh i would uh spend some time and go around and if there's a screenshot or you need to make notes just make notes on things that you think might uh, kind of pertain to you or might work for a, a project or even something you want to play around with um i know nate's you and i do a lot of kind of you're just playing around a little research and development and yeah. and we come up with things and then we kind of hold on to those things until maybe something it might be useful yeah um, yeah it's just a nice piece of the puzzle to have ready yep and uh you know so the more you do that i think the more just different approaches to navigation uh that might be different than what you're used to the other thing too is the more you have it available the less the easier it is when you've got a tight timeline or 
or budget considerations um, to kind of try something new. Yeah, yeah, because you know that that you don't have to research that or develop and sort of waste time. Uh, you know, you just use the thing you you developed before, and you're good to go. Yeah, that's great. I can't wait to to use the. <laughs> now I can mention it the the, the slider uh, that uh, speeds up the car or slows down the car. You know. Yeah. Uh, it has. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there will be a situation where this will be very useful to have. Yeah, and and knowing you can do that, you know, yeah. I mean. Before you had sh- showed that to me, I, I would have been like, uh, I wouldn't have even used it because how long would it have taken me to figure that out? I mean, I would, I, I would have had to call you and have you do it, but um, <laughs> and now I know it exists. So, so uh, yeah, to, to be able to see what's out there is, is fantastic. Yeah, for the end here, we have some sort of important considerations that you might want to consider. Mm-hmm. So bookmarking is uh, the first bullet we have here. I have actually never used this uh, in a course. To uh, did you use it? You know, to for for the user to be able to bookmark a certain part of the course. I've used it. So a lot of times it's used just by the default. You know, so you know I didn't. We didn't go out of our way to do anything special. Um, but. S- and it does depend on the type of navigation that you want to have, but I would definitely consider if bookmarking is going to be important. Um, it, it really depends on if you think people are going to come back to a course. Mm-hmm. And there's I mean, there's different ways to do that too. I mean, you can create custom bookmarking even in Storyline. You could you could turn bookmarking off, um, but you could create you could hold your own you could do your own little variables, you know. And yes. it'll if it's SCORM or if it's compliant, it'll it can store that. So when you come back, you can check for that and have the course do different things. Yeah. So I would just um, I would just uh, uh, remind developers that if you do that, make sure that you set the course to continue to resume. Uh, right. Otherwise, this will be lost. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it, and that could be bookmarking or. You know, it could be even in a complex simulation or whatever it might be. If you want someone to be able to leave and come back and pick up where they left off, just think about that. Um, it could also be you might want someone to go all the way through your course. And if they've gone to a certain point of the course, you know, there's stuff before that that um, that would be unlocked or not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So th- things to consider. Um also, consistency, I think, is really important. If yeah. when you think about your navigation and how that looks and how that works, just keep in mind in in your course if the if you've got different approaches to navigation based on what's going on, you do want to have consistency there in what buttons are like and what the work you know what things are like, so that you can um, people don't have to relearn. Uh, things as they as they're moving through your course yeah yeah because it's uh, horrible to have you know next button or continue or something like that that's in different places and every time you know it moves from left to right up and down and you don't know where to click to go next that's that's horrible so yeah that's really should be consistent and then um you know one thing we were talking about with bookmarking is uh you know like 
restrictions on uh, on courses. I think we probably talk a little bit about some of those restrictions that we sometimes see. You know, like are are you able to just keep clicking next, next, next? Are you? Yeah, or you have to wait until the slide finishes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think uh, I don't know what your experience is. Is the the more and more we go, we we tend to keep things unlocked so that people can move a bit more freely. But occasionally, it makes a lot of sense to keep them in, keep them where they're at before moving forward. Yeah, that's the most often approach. I think uh, that until the slide is finished, or un- until something has been, you know. Every, I think until everything has been clicked on the slide, something like that, until, until they check everything, uh, until then the, the next button is disabled. That's what we had often. And some of that probably comes back to the uh, the navigational approach because yeah, I, I'd say there's free, there's locked, and then there's kind of restricted, you know? So there's that's kind of in the middle. And I think a lot of times maybe it might be a little bit more restricted or or free is what we tend to use. But we've been in cases where you might have four buttons on the screen and it's after a bit of user testing, you realize that people are missing clicking all, all, how many did I say three or four? Four. Four, four, if they miss those four buttons or if they might miss one button, but it's really important that they don't, you might want to consider having a little locking it or at least having... Well, there's a couple of things you can do. You can either lock it or you can make sure those buttons are more obvious. Maybe you can put checks on them so they know yeah. what they've done or what they haven't. There's a lot of ways to do it, but that might be a case where it is so important that they click all four buttons. Um, and, and again, that's, again, within the navigation, maybe they can click all four of those buttons in any order. Maybe they have to click on the first, second, third, fourth, and then it unlocks and they can move on. Even if it's locked, you can make it kind of an achievement thing. Um so that uh, you know they feel like the most amazing person in the world. Um, you've unlocked this, and <laughs> you can move forward now. Um, so I'm just kind of shouting out things as they come into my head, just to show that there's a lot of different ways to do this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but um, it's those are other things to consider if it's going to be locked at any in any way. Yeah, and this this example of yours, where let's say you have, the course is totally free, but you don't want them to miss this. And, uh, you know, I can imagine uh, another version of this would be not to have the next button disabled because, you know, that's something new uh, for the user because he didn't or she didn't saw, uh, see, see that before. Um, mm-hmm. So you could have uh, a pop-up appear once they click the next button, sort of, oh, please check those four items uh, out first before moving to the next slide, you know. So, you know, they would click it like they normally would, but you would have a warning there saying, please check it out. And uh, there's another version of this, you know, instead of having the button be disabled because that might throw them off. Yeah, I mean, you could also have a thing where, you know, whenever they get done with a slide, you could have a simple little thing that pops up that says you can move forward now, um, even though they can move forward at any time. Mm -hmm. But if they don't see that come up, they've kind of... uh, gotten used to seeing that so if it hasn't come up they haven't finished something Mm -hmm. yeah true story another thing to consider is just uh you know i think both you and i have have seen you know thousand different courses thousand different interfaces and uh, i see that it's still very smart just to give 
give the course to someone, you know, that hasn't seen it, just to test it out, to see if everything is really so obvious as you thought it was. Because, um, uh, you know, some, sometimes I just think that something's super obvious that everyone will know where to click. And then you see, oh, maybe it's not, maybe I should emphasize this or maybe I should move this button there because it's too similar to that one there. Uh, so, yeah, test it. Test it, test it, because uh, otherwise the, the the customer will tell you <laughs> how it's turned out. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Yeah, and if you involve them along the way, it's a lot easier to involve them along the way than get to the very end of a project and say, "Okay, now try this out." And they're like, "I have no idea what I'm supposed to do here." Oh yes, um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, and it's it's the day before it's due, so it's like, oh, okay. It's it's always the day before it's due. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was going to say, too, another thing I had, just another example I had thought of. So I, I can't remember who had put this together. I'll have to find their name. But they had put together this thing where this is just a different approach to navigation. They had a bunch of these. It basically looked like a bunch of note cards sitting on each other. And each each card had information in it. And whenever you were done with the information, you just touched and swiped the card like off the off Screen. the deck of cards uh-huh. and and there's more information under it and it really in your head you're like thinking well i want to see what's under this next card i want to see what's under this next card and you just keep wanting to just kind of and it was cool because you could you could touch and swipe either direction it's just you're literally well literally is that the right word <laughs> you're <laughs> in this virtual world you're literally uh throwing this card off the deck and just seeing what the next card is. And I thought that was just a wonderful nextless way of uh, moving through mm-hmm. uh, content. Nice. There's so th- much you could do there. Yeah. We should do we should do a we should do some research and create a collection of this nextless and talk about them. That 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 might be interesting. Yeah, I think so. What about uh, like progress or position yeah. indicators? Do you use those often or I'm sure it depends on the course but yeah depends on the course and the last the last course i did which was so you know the simple totally linear (laughs) linear next previous Mm -hmm. button course uh you know after i finished there was a request um, to have this kind of progress but then uh we just put numbers you know one of 15 on and two of 15 uh on each slide so you know because i I told them this is not an, uh, like uh, graphically speaking, this is not something easy to add, but we can just add some text. And then we did that just to give some sort of feeling how, where are you in the course? And yeah, this is smart and uh, I should have thought of that before. But in another course, there was uh, really nice because we had chapters on top written all the time. Mm-hmm. So they were written uh, horizontally, you know, one by not one under not not one under the other but one next to the other and then under that there was a line that you know uh was longer on each following slide so uh, you you knew exactly where are you in the course and also in which chapter are you because the line was there so the line was split you know not evenly through the slides but evenly so it matches every uh chapter also and that was that was another 
way of presenting where is the user because that was a really long course it's like 55 slides and it i think it was it was quite nice and you know, it it was not in your face and there were, it was re- very little it was like line that had i don't know i think width of 2 pixels maybe 3 so it was really not a big line mm-hmm. that was fine that was fine and it, it's much nicer than numbers and i didn't want to crowd crowd even more space on the slide so just having a nice line i think it's a really yeah. sweet approach yeah we've been in similar situations where it's like uh we you know in some cases we design it in right from the beginning you know it's sometimes it's so nice to just have this almost you might not even notice it. it's might, might even be almost subconscious idea of like how far you are through a course yeah uh but but that does so much you know to curb exhaustion and stuff like that um and um and also there's a an element of achievement or or um progress that that you can have but we've been in the same situation where you know we've we've almost built out the course and we we've recognized boy having some sort of indicator would be helpful here but it's like uh i just cannot figure out a good place to put it on the screen um you know like a bar or something like that and it's I, I, in fact, we've had a course that was finished not too long ago where we decided to put a, for, for each uh, section or chapter you were in, it was like two of three, two of four, or three of four. And um, and uh, we were able to work it in. It looked exactly like it had been planned all along, but it just added so much to the, uh, to the learner experience uh, from a navigational standpoint. And they knew how f- far they were, how much more they had to go. Yeah, and that and and that can get complicated too. I I know you know when you get into a less linear course to keep track of how far you are through things, uh, mm-hmm. that's uh, where you start diving into some pretty hefty variables. Oh and, yes, yeah, variables and uh, yeah, and then states or finished states or done states, as I often call them. Uh, you know, just to change the color of the text or have an check mark next to it yeah uh-huh yeah yep and, yeah. and then, i think uh, i guess yeah. <laughs> okay go ahead <laughs> well I was, I was gonna say the last thing that i could think of if things to consider when working through your navigation is the menu i think it's important that you, you don't the menu is not always the um the same as the navigation i mean in a lot of cases the menu yeah. is different from the navigation Often it is yeah yeah, often it is. I think sometimes I've I've seen some people that kind of group them together, but um, it, it depends on how kind of almost hidden the menu is. But a lot of times the menu is kind of a secondary method of of kind of jumping around to where you're trying to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes the menu is used for progress. Sometimes it's used as an indicator of where you are in in a course. Um, but it's good to consider if you need a menu or not, and how that that works. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and on that happy note I think uh, we should wrap up episode 9 Dave please tell us where can people find you uh, people can find me at Illumin Group at IlluminGroup.com for custom e-learning uh, courses uh, e-learning locker uh, e-learninglocker.com um, for uh, they can check out my videos they can uh, I've got some articles and a bunch of templates and things all things e-learning uh, and then uh, also I'm on Twitter, uh, Dave underscore Charney, C-H-A-R-N-E-Y. Uh, is that everything? Of course, the learning guys. Um, let's see, my home address. 
Well, I'll hold off on my home address. Um, <laughs> anyway, how about you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter under nickname Nate D, uh, or or <laughs> uh, or if I spell that N E J C D, and also on elearningbrewery.com, where you can contact me for some storyline help or maybe even tutoring one-on-one. Uh, please consider subscribing to the podcast so you don't listen to the website, but you can listen uh, through uh, your lovely podcast client of choice. Uh, you can contact us or maybe ask a question. Uh, you can send a message to the website. Uh, so uh, take care. Until the next time. Bye-bye. Yep. Take care, everyone, and happy learning. <laughs>